Welcome to Affording College with Aaron Green, founder and president of College Liftoff. All right, thanks, Deep Throat Guy. Welcome to Affording College. I'm Aaron Green, host of Affording College and founder of College Liftoff. College Liftoff is a college planning firm I started to provide solutions for anyone and everyone's college planning needs. We're truly revolutionizing the way we as a society should do higher education and launching students to success as a result of that. We've worked with about 800 families now and not only launched each of these students to their best fitting schools and career paths, but saved them nearly 46 million in higher education costs. So why do this podcast? Well, I really want to offer some solid advice for families when it comes to planning for college and higher education, because truthfully, there's just so much misinformation out there. So that's what affording college is all about. Offering folks sound advice, free advice, so subscribe, to really help families planning for their children's futures. And today I'm sitting here with my marketing director, also happens to be my wife, (laughs) Alex. And between us, we have four kids. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe you as a listener can relate to this. We're... We're kind of in the middle of trying to figure this out for our four kids in the summer and what to do with them. We are exactly you nailed it. We are just trying to figure out what the heck are we doing with our kids this summer. There's <laughs> it's always a struggle, as you know, you know, trying mm-hmm. to figure out what, you know, trying to get them to not just sit around on their iPads all day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're just trying to figure out if we're, you know, what camps they're going to like should, you know, some of them go to daycare. I don't know. Yeah, we, we have a good friend who actually gave us a good talk on just like today's world, like how we're trying to not use our kids, but how to, what was it? What oh, did say? gosh. Like yeah, one of our, our friends was telling us, um, you know, he was just lamenting about how, how tra- challenging it is in this day and age to have kids because, um, you know, you're, it is a constant struggle parenting is of trying to find places to put your children. Yes. And he really <laughs> nailed it. Um, yeah. You know, I feel like my my entire day is circled around. Where do I put these children now? Where do I put them next? Where yeah. do I put them after this? Uh, especially in the summer. <laughs> you so know, school you is know, a good anchor for about nine months. So. I know, right? <laughs> um, no, our kids are great. We yeah, love them. Um, but uh, you know, there are days that I am like, I can't wait till they're old enough to work. Yeah. <laughs> is that horrible? <laughs> no, it's not at all. Because I had a part, I had, I had two part time jobs when I was in high school. And, uh, you know, it's to say the least for me, it felt ultra valuable because I got to earn my own money. You know, I got to kind of dictate my time and what I was actually doing. You had a part time job too. Well, that's interesting. Um, you know, I, I did in high school, I, I did go out and get myself a job, but my parents did not want me to. Um, so, you know, that's, I guess that's the question that we're really here to talk about. Um, you know, should kids in high school get jobs? My parents did not want me to get a job um, because they were afraid that it would take away from um, my schoolwork. They were like, why would you want to waste your, you know, one of your last summers at home working when you could be at the pool with your friends and this and that. <laughs> I know that sounds <laughs> awesome, right? Um, but uh, they just, they didn't understand. They They said, and, and we were in a, a financial situation, fortunately, where, you know, I they didn't need me to work. So they were like, why would you do that? Um, so what do you think? Well, you know, in my situation, uh, just to kind of double back on that, you know, you're from D.C. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, getting around and transportation and your parents and it, it was 
it was different part of it you know well i wasn't i didn't have my license for part of the time i had a job and so it was like kind of more of a hardship they're like alex why are you making us drive you (laughs) to the mall so you can work at american eagle (laughs) i was like i need the experience um but i i did get my license very shortly after that so that helped but you know and and in that same vein, though, for the families in D.C. and and people growing up and living, I mean, you've got you've got the um, we had the metro. Yeah, the metro. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the metro things. I grew up in Cincinnati in the suburbs. I mean, there was no other way to get around if you didn't have a car. Right. <laughs> and, and I had to yeah, I had to fund my car is more right. or less the thing. So you know, it's it's um, and being 16, you get the worst cars ever. <laughs> <I had> a, <laughs> I had a 1986 Honda Accord that my aunt Joanne gave me that, that I had to learn how to drive a stick on. And the thing is, <laughs> this is the great thing about cars when you're 16 that hopefully, you know, you think back on it. It's like, why in the world would I do this? But the car wouldn't stay on if my foot wasn't on the gas. And if you know how to drive oh, a, man. A, a car with a clutch, you can't really do that. Right. So I had to learn. You do? I had to learn two footed. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I actually had to learn how to use the clutch and the brake with my left foot and just keep my foot consistently on the gas with my right. Maybe that's why my my mom actually drives two footed. Is that like right? Just I mean, for the oh, last however many years that she's been driving, hmm. like forty five or something. <laughs> she, yeah, she drives two footed. That's probably be a good talking point for you with her. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you drive two footed. I drive two footed too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, then maybe that's why. <laughs> so we just got way off topic with that. But well, like the- so yeah. So what are your thoughts on um, what should teenage kids be doing this summer? Should they be working? Should they not? Should they take my parents' advice and, you, you know, live it up while you can? Or should they take summer school? Well, the truth is it's kind of all three and summer school being if needed. Right. Mm-hmm. So, Really, you should enjoy the time that you have. Honestly, you always should because you won't really get that back. I I remember again. I worked two jobs in between my what was it between my sophomore and junior year, and then between my junior and senior year. And then I think I just well, and actually I had both of them between my senior year and freshman year of college. But I didn't work nearly as much because that was, you know, you don't get that time back. So I remember I just kind of sat on the couch and watched Jaws for like three weeks in a row, like four (laughs) times a day. Right when I actually exited at high school. And then I was like, okay, I'll go back to work now. But, um, you know, you need a little bit of the relaxation time. But at the same time, a summer job is actually really important for a kid in a couple of different ways. One, I'm going to answer from a parent perspective. As you and I mm-hmm. talk about this for our kids and how we grew up, it, to me, it's important to make sure that the kid has some skin in the game and understanding what that means. Because eventually they're going to go to work. And that sounds very fatalistic that you're going to have a job for the rest of your life. But part of it is just wading into that water, not being thrusted into that water. So I really like that side of it. But at the same time, from the college side and planning for it in that same vein. Yeah, it is. Because I think you have to learn how to, one, take initiative. College is built very differently than high school in the sense of the way it's taught. High school, you show up, your teachers teach you. If that doesn't work, then you constantly help you to try to catch up. In college, if you don't show up and you don't go to class, it's on you. Mm-hmm. And having a part-time job kind of starts to begin to teach you that. Because if you don't show up, if you don't do what you're supposed to, you get fired and you get embarrassed and all those other things that really happen. So working, having a job during high school, you think, helps prepare them for just being a self-starter? Yeah, I think it helps you. And answering to for... somebody other than your teacher or your parents. Exactly. Okay. I really think it helps you really adjust to the way things are going to be going forward with just waiting in that at 10 hours, 20 hours a week 
versus being thrusted into it once you get into college. Because truthfully, the 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 biggest problem students have in their first first semester of their freshman year is the fact that they're just adjusting for life. And how do you really do college? Because it's very different than a parent sitting at home saying, did you do your homework? Did you go to class? Did you do all these things? And they've really done that yet in their life. And so if you can get a good jump start on that, the better. Now, here's the other side of that. That's one side of this maturity issue. That's one part of getting a part-time job, which is important. The other is having something, if you can, if you can, something pointed in the direction that the area you're planning on going into. Mm-hmm. So as a great example, all of our med-based students in our program volunteer local hospitals. They don't get paid there, but they do volunteer there. So that to me is like a summer job, more or less, because they can do more hours in that field. One, it's giving them direct exposure to the medical professions that actually exist there and working with patients on a day-to-day. Two, it's a great resume resume builder for them once application season actually starts. So how important is that? Uh, Today, honestly, it's pretty important. I'll be honest with you. It used to be the, the concept of getting the schools were two things, grades, test scores. Now it's grades, test scores, Resume, mm-hmm. how well-rounded are you? But not even how well-rounded are you overall anymore. It's how well-rounded are you in the area that you're directed towards. So we're at a point now where even your high school curriculum kind of has to be slanted towards, I'm going to be an engineer or an accountant or a nurse or a doctor or something like that. You have to have the basic bios and chems and more advanced classes in that territory, maybe even some anatomy and physiology. And then you support that with jobs in that respective area, i.e. volunteering at local hospitals. Or if you're going to go into working with animals, you're volunteering at vet clinics, things like that, that really help to more or less pad that component of it. So you're saying that like a 16 year old shouldn't just like go get a job at American Eagle Outfitters because they're like, eh, I need something to do. Like they, if they're going to be looking for a job, they should be looking for something very specific. If they can, that's mm-hmm. the first step. The, the going and get a job at American Eagle. And I actually worked at Arthur Treacher's fish and chips. <laughs> if anybody remembers that I, 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 during the day I was a groundskeeper at my church. And then I worked at Arthur Treacher's fish and chips at night um, in a mall. But um, that first part is solved with the maturity part. Mm-hmm. That's why we talked about at the beginning just getting out there and getting something at least shows like on something paper. is better than nothing. Something is better than nothing. But yeah. like if you are going to be working with animals and you can get a job at the local zoo yeah. or something, yeah. then that is just going to help you in two ways as opposed to one. Exactly. So that must that sounds super important. In fact, I think we just put up a list for all the jobs that the Columbus City Zoo has listed for this summer for high school kids just in our office, so we can have our kids see. Okay. For our vet-based students and our animal-based, animal science-based students, these are some things you can go do this summer that's really directed in your area and actually still get paid for. Well, that seems like it'd be beneficial because what if, you know, your your 16-year-old thinks, I really want to go work with animals, and they work at the zoo, and they're like, eh, never mind, I don't want to work with animals. Yep. That can help you. Wow, so that's really going to help you before you go applying to colleges. Just try to figure out what it is you really want. And see, and that's the strategy even, and that's the the piece that we want to put in this. Mm -hmm. That way our kids can see that early enough on and start to get understanding for the profession anyway. Similar to job shadowing, but actually better because, again, it's better of a resume hit if they actually put it on. They do like it. They were in great shape, and they've got real job for it. Now they're entering school. They know exactly what they're going to do. They're getting out early. All these things play and become just like a series of dominoes and all totally works on that. And then you're like 10 steps ahead of all the other kids in your high school class and college when you get there truth, truthfully, because most of those kids are still guessing at what they're going to do and trying to figure it out along the way. And they're going to change their majors five times. 
you're not doing that Mm -hmm. because you've already taken the initiative to go find out exactly what this job is that's going to happen once it's done. You know what the end goal is going to look like and feel like when it's all said and done. Mm -hmm. This is actually, we always bring in a couple of high school interns into our business every year. And if the, and you probably have noticed this, but the ones we already bring (laughs) in are more dedicated to the things that we need as for our business. Mm -hmm. So we hire a high school graphic designer because Mm -hmm. we need more of that work done. Who was awesome, by the way. Yep. (laughs) Intent. Um, We also, this year we're hiring a more, we have a kid that's more accounting and finance based because truthfully, the business side of our our business is really growing on that end. So our CFO needs a little bit of help and he can actually do some work with training a high school kid to do a lot of this stuff. These are the things that we're really looking for, and it's great exposure for these kids to really understand what it is that's really happening in this space called business, in big air quotes. So <laughs> we said that because uh, our podcast consultant here, Brett, his daughter uh, interned for us. She was our, our uh, high school graphic designer um, yep. at the time. What did, so what, I don't know, what did Madeline think? Was she, did it help her? She loved the experience. But now that she's she in college, it. how did that happen? I think it helped to form her uh, decisions a little bit more in the business world because it was a real world feel. There were goals, there were set timetables that something needed to be done. Mm-hmm. And she's actually brought that into her college life where she's seeing teamwork in her major that's not being done properly. Gotcha. Mm. That the uh, her her team members don't get that there's an end result that a quote unquote client could be the professor, whatever the, 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 the is needed for that project, you can't vary from that just because you like the font size better or the font style right. better. It's no, 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 no. This is the goal. This is what's supposed to be done. Working just for the man. <laughs> right. Yeah. So she understands. And she, I, it so many calls I had from her stating frustration of her fellow students that they didn't get it. Mm-hmm. They didn't get it. They were moving in this direction. It's like, no, it's supposed to be this way. But I know a lot of it was working in the real world, quote mm-hmm. unquote, with with you for, you know, a few months knowing that, okay, this is what the end result has to be and has, and it's, this is the target goal for what I'm creating. See, and the thing is we as adults and jobs inherently understand that. But if you've never been exposed to that, right then you're not going to know it. it. It goes along with everything we talk about on this podcast, every single topic we talk about with this whole college thing, of how much we take just so for granted that you think you know, or we think we know societally, or how our kids are supposed to know what they're going to do, all of these things. That stuff isn't just like inbred into us. You actually have to discover that and understand it and learn it and get it from real world experiences. So again, going back to the thing that you mentioned, Alex, yeah, truth is it's best to just to get a job. I mean, just have something so you can understand expectations that are now put on you, no longer things that you're kind of being dragged along to do, i.e. like finish 11th grade or whatever the case may be. Mm. Now it's on you. Madeline, actually, you guys know her work. She actually designed the logo for this podcast. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think yeah. a lot of it, too, is that I think parents think they can, can impart their wisdom in the real world stuff. And I've tried, but, <laughs> but, but you can't. They have to. They have to experience it. Yeah, and that, I think that's a good point of pushing them out. Going, find a job, go do something, even if it's a volunteer, because they're obligated to do some stuff. And as parents, we can't tell them. We have to let them experience it. Yeah, yeah. but I really like what you're talking about about finding something that is directly related to what your child thinks that they want to go into. Oh, I think yeah. that's so important. It it really is. And it, it's, again, those opportunities aren't always available. Let's be honest, because they can get to be specific things, you know? 
Right. So like, where do you, how do parents go about helping their children find these very specific jobs? Well, honestly, the, the best place to do or the best place to go to start with is, are the circle of people you have around you. Really? Um, you'd be surprised at how many different professions you may know around you, hmm. whether it be your neighbors, your friends or anything like that. I mean, we could speak to our own group of friends where we've got, we've got uh, attorneys that work for the state. We've got doctors. We've got other marketing professions in the digital realm. We've got just name it. And so we have to just kind of look and see what's going on with the people around us to say like, you know what? Our kid could kind of go work or shadow or at least go see what's going on with this person and that person. That's how we do it at College Liftoff. I mean, we have now literally a bank of 800 families, basically multiply that by close to two parents apiece. They all have different jobs. So we place our students based off of that. We've, we've got a great network of parents that have really embraced this and embraced our process and are more than happy to help another kid see exactly what they do every day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I always use this, this example, and I probably said this in this podcast a few times, but it's so true. Uh, I had a kid as a great example that said they really wanted to go work for Pixar. Well, if you're going to go work for Pixar, the thing, the first thing, well, let me ask this question. What do you think the first thing you would do if you go work for Pixar? What do you guys think? Uh, <laughs> I don't well, know where I'd start either. I would watch a bunch of Pixar movies. Watch so you a bunch know. of <laughs> Pixar movies and um, take a bunch of uh, like art and graphic design classes. See, that, that's it. That's what most yeah. people will say is that you go, oh, I need to go study graphic design and go study yeah. animation. Maybe a little bit of storytelling yeah. as yeah. well. So there's some writing involved yeah. possibly. I'll tell you, those are none of those are okay. the first things you do to go work for <laughs> I Pixar. I knew we'd strike out. <laughs> the first thing you do if you want to go work for Pixar is you call Pixar. Mm, and I you guess. talk to the human resources Now that department. you say that, that makes so much sense. Yeah. And I've talked to them about three times in the past five years. They'll tell you the schools, the schools they recruit out of, the degree sets they want to see, the skill sets they want to see out of you. They'll paint you the whole road. There's zero reason to guess with this stuff. It's just about recreating the field. So if I, because somebody's working that job, so if I can pinpoint that and then have the kids study those paths, which is what we do in the college and college liftoff and college planning aspects of things, of course. But if I can have them shadow that job and really start talking to them because in, uh, Pixar has a really good internship program. It really doesn't really start until your junior college though. But if I have a kid that's calling them as a junior in high school and for the next four years, who's going to have an upper leg on that internship? And that's where I want to position them. And that way they can start finding jobs that at least that are close to that in their area. And maybe even honestly doing some internship work at local news stations, anything like that that'll help you get pointed. So that leads to, I guess, the next question that comes to mind is, like, what about working in college? Like, what should your college student be doing? That's that's a great question. And we're, I'll just state it very, state it very plainly, we're big proponents of kids working in college. Okay. And I don't particularly care where you go. We've sent kids to MIT and I say you need to get a part-time job. It, and the reason for it is more so at that level for balance. So as a great example, I'm an engineer by trade. I got a mechanical engineering degree. It was the hardest thing I ever did as far as workload is concerned. <laughs> I will state that to the hills and back. And I still you say that. You were just saying that last night. I was literally <laughs> saying that last night. Um, but I had a part-time job. I worked as a computer tech in the Department of Education all four years while I was in school. Because of this problem, when you go to college, my freshman year, my first semester schedule was I had a class at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., noon, and 7.30 at night on Monday. Mm. And then Thursday, I had a 45-minute recitation. What do I do with the rest of the day? Mm-hmm. You're 18. You don't know how to spend that. And actually, most of my friends spend it playing Madden. 
be right. honest with you. <laughs> like they would sleep until two and they'd get up and play Madden for six hours because they didn't have class barely that day. And we all know what that led to, which okay. is they didn't really finish school as successfully. Some of them did finish. It wasn't in the degrees that they started off with. But having a part-time job helped me balance it out. So I went to work for five hours that day during the day. You're still friends with those people that you worked Not all for. of them. Well, no, the people oh. you worked for at the oh. computer lab. That's what I'm saying. Like oh, you yes, also right. made a lot of really great friends that have carried you that's true. through life. That's true. But yes, the ones I worked for at the computer lab were some of my best friends. Mm-hmm. And I was an RA and that kind of kept me honest too. And, you know, I've, I've developed a ton of friendships because of that job. In fact, I always say because of being an RA, working that job, we as a family got a place to stay from Sydney to London because of that job. Mm-hmm. We've got people everywhere doing all sorts of things that are unbelievable now. Uh, shoot, my RA was actually the senior uh, advisor for Joe Biden when he was vice president. Wow. So, and he's heading up his campaign right now, actually. So, you know, we've got people literally everywhere when you accumulate that job. We've got people that do brain surgery. We've got two Harvard grads, Harvard Law School grads. Like, it's incredible. So you get a lot of untangible benefits out of right. that, which is really cool. But again, the part for for the student, just from a part-time job perspective, mind you, I'm not talking about internships and co-ops. Yeah, I want to ask you about that next. That's wholly different. But just a part-time job every day on that campus just keeps you honest. And it's not just drudgery. No, it's not just drudgery. Plus, you know what? For you parents, they're not calling home asking for pizza money. <laughs> like, True. I think that, you know, that my parents were like, no, this is going to take away from your schoolwork. And I know a lot of parents are concerned about that. I think that there's there's an understanding of the fear mm-hmm. from that. But I think that there's a real uh, a real situation actually happening that's there's a huge imbalance of time. Mm-hmm. And being an 18 year old, you don't really know how to do that great on time management. You just don't. I mean, when you become a never had to never had to much like we were just talking about before. These are things that we think that are inbred into our kids and they're not. You have to learn them. Mm-hmm. And a small job working at the coffee shop or working at the library or working at the gym for that school, whatever the case may be, will help you balance your life out. And it helps you kind of gain that even a little bit more. Grease the wheels by having a part-time job on high school in the summer so you kind of know what expectations look like. So once you get into college, working 10 hours a week at a job on that campus, the nice thing is campus jobs adjust for your class schedule too. So you don't really have to worry about that competing with your time. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a big difference there. Work for your school or something connected to the school and they'll really understand that. It's a great way to balance your life. What about, um, you were talking about internships and co-ops. Fundamental, period. Like if you don't do that, then what's the point? Honestly, it's, it's, one, it's one of those things at this point in our college age, which, you know, this goes really more in depth into like degree sets and uh, liberal arts versus the practical degrees and what you're doing. And the truth is all of them are important, but every kid's going to do something different. The vast majority of our students are getting something that's more practically oriented, i.e. they're planning on getting a job directly after undergrad into. If you're not co-oping or interning during that time, which really is stating that you're not learning what the job is in that respective field and or making prospects or leads for jobs within that space coming out, then what's the point in the end anyway? Honestly, because in the end, that's what we're buying the college for in the first place. I know today that Kelly School of Business in Indiana is the fifth best business school in the country because I can look at every one of their job statistics and placements and internship job placements all on their website. And they can tell me exactly the companies they go to, exactly the industries without question. Hmm. That's why I'm buying Kelly School of Business. 
That's exactly why I'm there because I know exactly what the result is. If I do my end, which is get the grades, pass my classes, do all those things, they're going to be able to put me in the position to get the right job coming out of it at that right starting salary. If you don't take advantage of that, then what's the point in the first place? So that that's why that's without question. Everybody needs to be co-oping or interning. Okay. I know some schools say that they do it inherently, which is true. There are some universities that it's actually part of the graduation requirements. Somewhere it's not. But in the end, that doesn't matter. Like you should still be doing it no matter what happens. Well, I wish I had known these things when I was in high school and college. <laughs> <laughs> well, the nice thing is we put in a practice every day in our company, yeah. right? Because how many of – I mean, we're a small company. We, we've hired – well, we've grown a lot. We've hired seven new employees in the past seven months. But out of them, at least two or three of them interned with us right. before that. I mean, for a company that is relatively new and this small, I mean, it shows you that's that's the point for us. We want to test them out in the work. They test out the work. We find that they do a great job with it, and it's off and running. I mean, name a company of our size. We just hired a graphic designer because he <laughs> designs all of our stuff, and he's amazing at it just fundamentally different amazing graphic at designer <laughs> yep. but and uh but he he came on board with us as a senior in college last year and he was just excellent he's mm-hmm. done all the things for us so you know a uh, part of our advisor corps is exactly that we wanted to see how they work with students who really understood our business and it makes a big difference i think that's all the time we have yeah today. that's talking your ear off about it i want to thank you listeners out there for listening to us if you have any questions, please feel free to submit them uh, to hello at collegeliftoff.com or you could give us a call at 614-329-6633. Also, please follow us on social media through Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter. Uh, just look up College Liftoff. You'll find us right there. Also, always please visit our website at collegeliftoff.com for more information as well as just more information on our blogs. We're always updating those and all the podcasts here. And always please subscribe to Affording College wherever you find your podcasts. Many, many thanks, and we'll see you next time. College Liftoff can help empower you to make college affordable for your student. If you want to learn more about your options, Aaron will be responding directly to your emails. Email him a question at aaron at collegeliftoff.com. Thanks for listening to Affording College with Aaron Green of College Liftoff. If you'd like more information, visit collegeliftoff.com.